0: welcome to hope in action by africa brief a podcast that focuses on solution journalism in malawi and this is your host winston Mwale. in today's episode we are sharing the inspiring story of keston mohango a former clinician at the kuendane mission hospital in imzimba district in the northern region of malawi and mr keston has dedicated his life to decreasing the malnutrition status in his community from 49% in 1990 to close to 1% in 2022. Muhango's passion for his community and determination to find solutions to the high levels of malnutrition drove him to seek permission to investigate the main cause of the problem. He later on discovered that hunger and a lack of proper skills on how to prepare nutritious food for children we were fueling the cases of malnutrition in the communities where the hospital serves. His idea to introduce mobile clinics and primary health education to teach basic child care skills was accepted by hospital officials and has since helped to save the lives of many children in the community. Today we have the opportunity to speak to Mr. Mohango and one of the beneficiaries of the mobile clinic initiatives. First of all, Mr. Muhango, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so Mr. Muhango, tell us today, how are you feeling?
1: Today I'm just feeling fine. Today is quite good. All
0: right. So in the first place, Mr. Mohango, what motivated you to, to investigate the causes of malnutrition in your community? What was happening? What caused all this idea?
1: Yes, as I was working uh, as a, a clinician in the a children's ward, I saw many people, especially children, under five uh, years old. They had kwashioko, they had malasimus, kwashioko marasmic. So every time I used to do ward rounds, I often cried after that one because these children did not need drugs per se, but they really needed food to keep their bodies healthy. So, that made me to understand why that problem was there. So, I had to ask management if they could allow me to go to the community where I could do more research and find out more about the problem of nutrition. So, the management permitted me to go to the community. And when I went to the community, I was so challenged that I cried a lot. How best can I help these people? Because I found that the people were there, and these people had food, but they had a problem with the utilization of that food. And these children could not suffer because they were uh, among the people who had learned, who, who, who had everything, so you can say, cattle and everything. So what was missing was really community education on how to prepare good food for their children, and how to get treatment when they are sick so when i went to the community i found a lot of things and i saw that apart from just my nutrition these people had not much uh, income in their homes and also they were taking unclean and unsafe drinking water so all those problems i saw that there was needed for us to intervene because bringing a mobile clinic to the community is like bring services close to their homes, where people from all walks of life can come and get help, because it's like you do it in in an integrated manner, where this woman can come with a child and can get immunization, can, can get family planning services, can get HIV and testing. So the woman can get all what they need in just one service. So that's why I said, No, I think we need to do something to help these people in their
0: communities. Now, Mr. Mohango, this is quite interesting. Um, When you went into the community, you would agree with me that, you know, these issues of malnutrition, diseases, sometimes, you know, people attach them with some superstition. How did the community receive your your investigation?
1: Wonderful. That is, I think, with me, the approach was very different because... I had to bring all the chiefs in that community, the chiefs, the political leaders, the religious leaders, all other opinion leaders were brought together and we had to discuss at length what were some of the taboos, what, what were some of the, the cultural beliefs that were preventing these uh, children. So we had to bring the elderly people a go-go. These are the people who are decision makers in every community. So when we discuss and we, we saw that some of the food, like eggs, were prevented from giving to these children. Basically, I think there were little issues to do with the cultural barriers. So these things were had to be broken, and then people understood. And after six months, people saw that there was a change in their children, and everybody accepted. And we had to do community kitchen, where we had to bring all the children together, feed them. The food that, that they grew themselves and people were very happy and said this is the only way we can help our children so the actual barriers only a number of things plus, plus tissues were broken right over there
0: okay so yeah having broken the cultural barriers sold the idea to the community as well as the hospital now take us through you know the process of setting up these mobile clinics and the primary health education in your community what was the process like
1: what is very important is to do a bottom-up approach where you involve the community, you sit down, you, you discuss with them. They actually have to say their problems. And the, one of the areas what we are used to do is to do community mobilization. So the people themselves identified their problem that, yes, people are traveling long distance to get to go to, to a mobile clinic. So we are to sit down and then after sitting down these people had had to say what they could do and then we ourselves what we could do so to them what we did we told them is they could uh mold bricks they could they could identify a land especially a central place where people from that particular community can come together and then they can uh mold the bricks uh they can provide the unskilled labor us as a hospital our role was to find funding for things like iron sheets, furniture, and the cement for a building and other things. So together, we could sit down and build up a clinic using the local builders and the carpenters in that particular community. So people were very happy because they were involved in all stages of a project. And at the end of the day, an ownership was created, and as I'm talking, These clinics are in their own homes. They keep their own keys so that they can manage on their own. So people have been felt part and parcel of this. And I feel this is the only way to sustain these
0: things. Over the years, from the time you started to, well, let's talk about maybe today, what has been the impact that maybe these mobile clinics have had on the health of the local community, particularly in relation to malnutrition?
1: yes i think there's been a great impact maybe one of the areas is when i came to the oh maybe when i started working as a clinician in 1990 the nutrition rate was at 49 percent but when i was leaving the office it came to one percent which was a great achievement very great and the, one of the areas which we did very well was to uh to do this in an integrated manner when I say, again, manner, I mean, when a woman comes to a clinic, you can give them uh, the immunization to their children. Even the mother, if she's pregnant, she can also get that immunization. At the same time, this woman can go for family planning, if she family planning. At the same time, this woman can go for HIV testing. At the same time, this woman can go for cervical cancer screening. So people have been so, happy to see these things and we have assisted a number of women and men and young people can even go and do their own activities maybe not only clinic day but they can do it within the week because the structure is there so people can use it at any time through that structure as a result we have saved a number of people and oh of course many people now are healthy and they would like to see it even better than what we have done so we see all these there are really great impacts in, in these communities where we have been working.
0: Now, Mr. Mohango, I mean you are telling us success stories, good things, but I guess there have been some challenges, you know, maybe blocking your work, hindering your work. What were these challenges and how did you overcome them?
1: Yes, you are right. Sure for anything, at least you, you have to come across a challenge. But I think for me, the main challenge has been like In other places, like rainy season, there have been impassable loads because our community, the terrain is not good, especially when it is raining. So sometimes getting to the clinic during rainy season has been really a problem because sometimes you want to go there, but you cannot go through that load. That's one of the challenges. That challenge has been really on logistics because it has been like sometimes you want to go to the clinic, sometimes the transport, the vehicle has been broken, but that that does not need a big problem. Sometimes you have limited the number of vaccines. Because what has happened? Because of the the good work that has been happening there, instead of just getting the children from that particular village, we have been getting a lot of children from outside that village. Maybe we can say outside our catchment area. Sometimes we go there, we we carry our, our, our vaccines, but you find there are many children. So that has been a challenge of course sometimes it has been the health service assistance sometimes because of house problem we, we don't have health service in every outreach clinic because they can't have the better accommodation in that particular area but otherwise i think people have been coming to these clinics every month and uh, well we, yes there are some challenges, but otherwise they maybe those which I've mentioned are the ones which has been really a problem. But otherwise, I think people are very happy and they, they partner with these clinics
0: greatly. Well, uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Maybe there's something else that you'd like to say with regard to the mobile clinic, Mr. Mohango, before we leave this interview.
1: Yeah, I think what, what I would say is this is one of the initiatives that really need to be maybe done in, in most of our communities because still there are many other areas that need to be easy outreach clinics we can help many people and one of the areas which probably for the future maybe we need to have a house for health surveyors because what has been the problem is like most of the health surveyors do not stay in the community because of problem of houses so it is wise that when you have got a, an outreach clinic it's better that these health surveyors should stay close to those health care clinics so that they can be helping the people better than just going there every day from maybe from the near trading center or elsewhere. So that has been really a problem. So if we can have a house for every outreach clinic, I think that is really good.
0: Well, thanks so much Mr. Mohango, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. Mr. Saulus Chongwe is primary health care committee chairperson who shares his experience of the mobile clinic initiative and how it has impacted their access to health care services. So welcome, Mr. Chongwe.
2: Thank you, sir. Welcome to you.
0: Okay, how are you feeling today?
2: Uh, I'm feeling well.
0: Thank you so much. So,
2: Mr. Chongwe,
0: can you tell us how the mobile clinic initiative has impacted the access to health care services by the local community?
2: This uh, mobile clinic here at Chirukwa is helping a lot to our community around Chiruqua, Madise. Uh, people were travelling so far from here to Chirida. It was almost ten kilometers. Uh, so they were having some problems and others they, they didn't even going to attend medication according to undersized clinics. But as of now, it is helping us because every person is going to attend uh, clinical services.
0: Now, we understand that apart from addressing other healthy challenges, but this initiative is particularly addressed to the issue for malnutrition in your community. Can you shed more light on that?
2: According to malnutrition, during the past time, many children were not having nutrition. But as of now, we have been with that problem. It has been reduced. Almost during the past, it was the highest year at Chirukwa. Many under five children were not getting nutrition. But as of now, we are teaching people. People are learning how to eat good diet. So in terms of nutrition, we have been reduced.
0: Can you share any specific instances where mobile clinics have helped you or your family
2: members? In my family members, uh, the mobile clinic has helped a lot in terms of uh, medication and uh, to under five children. And uh, to my family, I have learned a lot in terms of uh, family planning. Even my fellow members are having impact in the family planning issues. So, as during the past, we were bearing many children, but as of now, people in a road to have good number of children in the family. This mobile clinic has helped us a lot.
0: It really sounds interesting. So, Mr. Chongwe, what would you say to those people who are sceptical, who are doubting about the effectiveness of mobile clinics in improving health care access in rural areas?
2: I would encourage them to go with their children to the the clinic as well as getting information from the health workers so that they should improve their living standards.
0: Well, thanks so much, Mr. Chongo. Is there anything else that you would want to share with us?
2: There is something I have to share with you. Mr. Keston Mohango has helped, helped us a lot in uh, building mobile clinic here at Chirupa Because here at Chirupa uh, we had uh, so many problems in terms of health care. But as of now, we thank him for his initiative to build the clinic. That's what I can share with you. And uh, I even asked him if he can have another donation that he can help us to a health worker house. Because we don't have a health worker house. So the health worker is so we can then, uh traveling uh, so many distances. Uh, we are still asking the help of a house of a health care so that our mobile clinic should come to...
0: It was a pleasure to talk to you, Mr. Chongo. Thank you for listening to Hope in Action by Africa Brief. We hope this episode has inspired you to take action and make a positive impact in your community. Keston Mwango's story is a powerful reminder that small actions can lead to significant changes and that even in the face of daunting challenges, there's always hope for a better future. We invite you to join us again. Next time for another inspiring story of hope and progress. This has been your host, Winston Murray. Thank you so much and have a great day.